Good evening and welcome to another look. It's good to be back together and take another look at the passage we have in front of us. Our text is going to be looking at the uh, portions of scripture that sit outside the passage from 1 Corinthians 11 in the booklet. So I'd encourage you to grab your Bible as we're going to be looking in particular at um, 1 Corinthians chapter 11 verses 17 through 22 and verses 27 through um, 34. And uh, before we do that, let's uh, join together in prayer. We thank you, God, for the gift of your word, and we thank you, God, for the gift of communion, for the Lord's Supper, for the Eucharist, for that time where we share in the body and uh, through of Christ through the loaf, the bread, and we share in the blood of Christ, in the cup. And uh, we pray that as we continue to meditate on that, we ask your blessing. In the presence of your spirit, in Christ's name, amen. So one of the unique things that we see in the passage uh, in front of us, Paul's letter to the Corinthians, is that uh, in verse 17 and in verse 34, uh, it's pretty evident that these are the beginning mark and the end mark of uh, what Paul is talking about. So the first phrase in the following directives, and then at the end, verse 34, where Paul writes, uh, when I come, I will give further directions. And so this is very clearly a chunk to be taken together. Now, one of the challenges that many of us have, especially if we've grown up within the Christian Reformed Church and we grew up listening to the formulary uh, or the preparatory exhortation as part of our uh, communion experience, is that we don't actually read or didn't hear the whole chunk, the whole part. We, we certainly heard verses 23 through 26 the verses that we looked at this morning. And chances are that we also heard verses 27 through 29. Uh, those aren't in the booklet, but they read as follows. So then, whoever eats this bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and blood of the Lord. Everyone ought to examine themselves before they eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For those who eat and drink without discerning the body of Christ, eat and drink judgment on themselves. And so what often happened, at least in the tradition in which I grew up, and my guess is many of us who grew up, is that this became a time, or these verses pointed us to an incredibly strong individual time of reflection. This is the time to make sure that we get all of our sins confessed before we come to the table. It's the time where we make sure we've got everything in our life right before we come to the table. We may uh, need to examine ourselves, make sure that our hearts are right. And that's certainly an important thing. Our time tonight is not to discount the importance of self-reflection, of self-examination, and certainly not to discount the importance of confession. That's precisely what the table is all about. Our coming, recognizing our need for the saving body of Jesus, the saving blood of Jesus. And yet, there's more. 
it isn't just about me. It isn't just about you. It isn't just about individuals gathering around a table to be spiritually fed and nourished. There's more to Paul's teaching here, and those beginning verses and those end verses uh, get at that for us. So if you have your Bible open, look at verse 18, where Paul notes that there are divisions among you. And in many ways, the church of Corinth was dealing with some of the same kinds of divisions and problems that the church in Galatia had. That those who had social setting or social status, perhaps they were free, they were wealthy, uh, they mattered. But if you were a slave and therefore probably a Gentile, uh, a Greek or a Roman or uh, someone from Africa who had been taken as a slave to serve in the in Rome or in the Roman Empire, um, if you were within one of those classes, uh, you didn't matter as much. And so what was happening within the Corinthian church is that these divisions, which were all over society, had spilled into the church. It'd be a little bit like if uh, every Sunday morning, all of those who voted Republican sat on one side of the church and those who voted Democrat sat on the other side of the church. Or those who made more than $100,000 sat somewhere in church. Those who made less than $100,000 sat somewhere in church. Or those who drove foreign vehicles or uh, American-made vehicles or, or whatever else it might be. But those things which we could point to as saying, this makes us a little better, we carry those into church. Now, the way this played out in Corinth is that during worship services, the Church of Jesus Christ would gather in a home. They didn't have church buildings. And so it was pretty natural for either the person with the largest house or a couple people who had the largest homes to host church services. They were, after all, large Bible studies, so to speak. And so The people with the largest homes, that also meant you likely had the most amount of money. And it also meant that you had the most flexibility. And so when it was time for church, whether that was on Sunday or whether it was another kind of church gathering during the week, if you were wealthy and well-to-do and you, uh, you could get away from your job, you would make it to the church service on time. And you would make it to the meal as all of the food was set out. But if you were a slave and couldn't control your clock, couldn't control when you would punch out, or you had to work out of the country in the fields and had to make your way back into the city of Corinth, or whatever else might put a a damper or a, a requirement on you as a person, you would come to church late. And that meant you would come to church after everybody else had sat around the table and had begun eating. And what Paul is getting at in the church of Corinth is that what was happening is that instead of those who had come early and had good seats and were there as the food was being uh, made ready and set out, instead of those people saying, hey, we should wait for all of our brothers and sisters in Christ. We should wait for everybody to get here before we dive in at least to the celebration of communion. If you want to eat the meal, but wait to celebrate the the love feast, as it was called, to celebrate the Lord's Supper, we should at least wait for everybody else. But that wasn't happening. 
Instead, as we note uh, in verse 21, when you're eating, some of you go ahead and have your own private suppers. And as a result, one remains hungry and the other gets drunk. And so what was happening is that the bread and the wine and the meal would be set out. And if you were well-to-do, you'd eat it all and you would drink it all. And then when other people would come who were less well-to-do, less higher on the social status, you'd come and you wouldn't have any communion cup left. There'd be no body of Christ left. In other words, no one was considering the body. No one was considering anybody else. No one was, when they were having communion, examining anything other than their own self-interests. And then Paul's letter to the Galatians, he's very clearly is coming after those Christians, those people who are saying that if you're going to be in Christ, if you're going to be a follower of Jesus and you're going to be a good Christian, you need to be circumcised and follow the law. In other words, you need to do those things which will set you apart. That being in Christ is important, but being in Christ and having all these other things is what really matters. And Paul in 1 Corinthians is going after the same thing, saying, what truly matters about being part of the body of Christ is that your only salvation, your only truly worthwhile characteristic and quality is that you belong to Jesus and are a part of his body. And that you recognize that truth when you take communion. Because after all, as Paul notes in verse 26, when we eat the bread and drink the cup, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes again. The act of eating and the act of drinking is a proclamation that of the gospel message, that this is where we find our hope. This is where we find our peace. This is where we find our longing. And if we gather together and we eat without acknowledging that other people will We'll need this too. We're more self-interested. We're more self-centered. We're focused on ourselves and what we want and what we need. And I then become the center of the universe. I become the only thing I really care about. And of course, the communion table is all about thinking about Jesus. It's all about reflecting on Jesus and what he has accomplished. And Paul after he sort of lays out the situation in Corinth and then says, this is what I taught you about communion, what I received from the Lord, I pass on to you. He says, one of the reasons that there's such trouble, one of the reasons you're having so many problems is that God is judging you and trying to discipline you. And you need to remember that you are part of the body. It's not about you. It's never been about you. It's about Christ. It's about participating in the body of Christ and recognizing the importance of Jesus' salvation and the importance of being part of the community of faith which holds up in worship and praise Christ alone. Don't use the Lord's Supper to fill your belly. Don't lose, use the Lord's Supper to get drunk. Use the Lord's Supper to meditate, reflect, and remember and believe that it is Jesus Christ where we find our salvation and that the people we are eating with are as important in helping us to remember 
that's not just about me. It's about all of us. It's all of us and our need for the salvation we have in Christ. Let's pray. God, help us when we take communion to remember that we're part of a body, a body which is full of many members, and that together we are fed and nourished. Give us the humility. Give us the ability to see one another well to that end. We pray in Christ's name. Amen. Good evening and welcome to another look. It's good to be back together and take another look at the passage we have in front of us. 